Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Today, we are honored to have Molly Cook. Molly Cook, who is she? An ER nurse. And- Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Organize, a community organizer, an advocate, you name it. She's what we always talk about needing, not only in Houston, but all throughout the country. Molly, welcome to Politics Done Right. How are you doing today? Thank you, Egberto. I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing great. Well, you know, you are working on yet another very important issue here in Houston. Stop I-45 in its current, uh, the, the development in its current instantiation. Tell us a little bit about this and why is it that you're so adamant that we need to redo this thing? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of people know I grew up in the Woodlands, which is a Northwest suburb, um, and freeways were ostensibly built for folks in the suburbs for white flight, right? Um, To make it possible for people to live outside of town, pay taxes somewhere else, but come inside of town to use the amenities and um, work for large companies, large employers and things like that. And so um, I did not learn of the true history of highways until I was in public health school in my late 20s and was just shocked and ashamed to find out how they were built intentionally through black and brown communities, how they did support white flight, how they really shaped the urban landscape in a way that um, is not just climate unsustainable, but is also socially um, really wrong and unsustainable. So once I learned about that issue, care a lot about air quality, um, and found out that TxDOT was trying to widen I-45 from downtown to Bellway 8, 28 and a half miles of road, um, displacing over a thousand homes, businesses, churches, all in Black and Hispanic communities along I-45. Um, I I was certainly motivated to jump into the race. I, I hope other people do into this fight. Um, but yeah, basically they just want to widen it. They uh, TxDOT, the Texas um, Transportation Commission, TxDOT claim that it will relieve congestion, make things safer, and mitigate flooding. Um, but as far as I can tell from 90 years of history across cities in the United States, uh, none of those claims make any sense at all. And actually, this plan is very antagonistic to those goals. Now, how did this uh, project come about? How did they decide the path that they were taking? Was it the only path they could have taken? Could they have done something else? Exactly. Uh, or did, was it a path of least resistance? How did this come about? Great question. So I think it's important to kind of know the history. Um, Houston used to be a straight up grid. It was very walkable. Um, Reverend Caldwell with Coalition of Community Organizations stood with me on a corner of Fifth Ward and pointed to downtown and said, if you didn't have a dime for the bus, we would walk. And it would take 10 minutes to get from, you know, thriving Lounge Avenue to downtown on foot. And so there was a very, very powerful entrenched interest in the automobile lobby to rip up rail lines like we used to have the Galveston, uh, close streets to people on foot and on bike and open them to cars and and make the city um, for cars and raise buildings and and put parking lots in their place and things like that. So, um, you know, this was an intentional kind of history that's behind all of these things. And so TxDOT, which used to be called the Texas Department of Highways, now Department of Transportation, um, just 
kind of keeps doing the same thing, right? And then there's the concrete lobby, there's the oil and gas lobby, the automobile lobby, very powerful interests. Um, so do they look at all options? Kind of. They could add regional rail. They could add more biking and walking facilities. Um, but those get dismissed early in the process before the public ever really gets a look at them. The first time the public really knows, communities really know what's going on is when the draft environmental impact statement comes out. Um, of course, TxDOT is known for segmenting their projects and finding no significant impact so that they can avoid the NEPA process, the environmental process. Mm -hmm. um, but for this one, we really caught wind of it in like 2017. Now, was that, wasn't this project supposed to have started already? Yes. Um, yes, it's it's behind it's behind their original timetable. And that is largely almost entirely due to public pushback from groups like Super Neighborhoods, Make I-45 Better Coalition, Stop Text I-45, um, other air quality and transportation nonprofits and, and just general like residents and community groups around town. Now, so uh, a lot of the organizations that you work with and others work with, they actually ensured that this stuff didn't go through. Now, what you want, what exactly do you want to occur right now? That's, uh, I love that question. Um, I think that a lot of the time, freeway enthusiasts um, concrete enthusiasts like to paint the opposition as just that opposition, right? Like we're NIMBYs or we don't want stuff. And that's not true. Um, I will only speak for Stop Text I-45 when I talk about design changes. The most important thing that we want is a true community engagement process, one that incorporates those who will be most affected from day one so that we find out what do you want in your neighborhoods? Um, if, it, if you do have to have land taken, what makes it worth it to you? Um, but at Stop Texas I-45, we want freeway removal. And we've seen that happen in Boston. We've seen it happen in Seoul, Korea. All mm -hmm. over the world, you can rip up concrete and nothing bad happens. Um, in fact, your city becomes much more livable. Communities become connected. So, you know, I always like to say, you can take down the Pierce Elevated. You can even sleep yes. in Cap 59. You don't have to make it any bigger. Now, and what do they do with uh, with mobility? We should we should be doing everything we can to change the paradigm from the, from top to bottom. Like we need trains, we need buses. Um, people like to talk about how Houston is not dense. What they don't realize is that that lack of density is from very intentional decision making for the past what fifty to one hundred years. So, um, if we can turn right now today and say we do want some density, we don't have to be New York, right? We want some increase in density. We can incentivize inward growth by using happy mediums like bus rapid transit, which is already widely supported by Metro and voters. Um, so we have a lot of options here that we can be exploring. And I think it's always important to note active transport is ideal. You're not only not putting out carbon, you're also increasing the health of the person who's getting around town. You're making things more accessible for folks who can't drive a car, whether that's related to age or disability or, or whatever. Um, and so, you know, really investing in the bike facilities in Houston could cost $500 million or less. And that alone would take cars off the road and make a big difference. Um, so there's really a gamut of options, but they need to start and end with communities who will be affected by them. You know, you use the magical word in that whole long uh, paragraph. You actually said the word voters also want it. And if voters want it, why aren't we getting it? And then the other word, the other part of your, your, your uh, statement there was that, hey, for half a billion dollars, we could do bicycles all over the city. And it, it's amazing because that doesn't only take carbon out of the air, but it makes for a healthy American, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and a more connected society. I mean, it's just so fun for me to bike home from work and smell gardenias and see a neighbor and stop by a neighborhood association meeting on the way. It really opens up the world close to you in a way that I think Houston's have a hard time. Houstonians sometimes have a hard time even imagining. Just because of how it's spread out. So ultimately, uh, Molly, how you mentioned the word voters earlier. It's for this to really occur. Everybody has to be enlightened with the stuff that you're talking about, with our busy lives, with our congestion, with us having all this, making all this effort to move. How do you really get your message across? I know you're doing it with politics and right, but otherwise, how do you get your message across? Yeah. And those are messaging discussions that we have every day. Um, I think it's important to note that at the Tuesday meeting of the Texas Transportation Commission, where they voted in the Unified Transportation Program, which is their 10-year strategic plan, um, we had advocates from Austin, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Waller County, Montgomery wow. County. I mean, people get it right across the state, across diverse groups, across, you know, whatever divides us. People understand that it's just nice to walk to the to the thing down the street and not have to get in your car, not have to pay maintenance fees, insurance fees. I just bought a set of tires and it was nearly a thousand dollars. I mean, that's yes. a big hit for a nurse. Right. So I think you just kind of have to meet people where they're at. Sometimes that idea of induced demand is difficult to wrap your mind around, you know, more lanes, meaning more traffic. It, there's a step there that's counterintuitive, but a lot of the time people already feel this in their bones um, and they don't really love their cars. They love freedom. And so when you can, when you can meet people where they're at, find out what piece of it is that they connect to, then that gives you an opportunity to open their minds to imagining something that's um, much more, much more mobile and convenient than what we have right now. Well, you've been with me before, so you know what the last question is. What should I have asked you that I didn't? Um, <clears throat> that's a great question. I guess I just want to really, the way I said it reason, recently was I want to fast track people's skepticism. And um, so it's how do you work with TechStot? How do you think about these things? How do you join in the fight? And, and I need people to join in kind of ready and kind of angry um, this isn't this isn't a blank slate, right? We're looking at 50 to 100 years of intentional decision making from this body. And yes, the people change, but they continue in the same paradigm. So um, I need people to be as angry about what's happening in their neighborhoods as what's happening in the neighborhood down the street. I need people to take up the mantle for their neighbors who, who maybe are working two jobs and and are a single mom and can't come you know, to every meeting in Austin and things like that. So I really want people to be skeptical the way textile operates because of a very long history that is deserving of that. And then I need people to see this as something that is connecting communities and is all of our shared fight. Um, that's how we'll win. That's how we'll make meaningful change. Molly Cook, former candidate, registered nurse, but most importantly, a community activist that's getting things done. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know 
is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.